0: Nihon cricket yokoso. Boku no wa Alan I think that even those who have never heard a word of Japanese before can understand that, but just in case, hello, and welcome to the Japan cricket podcast, I'm your host, Alan Kerr, and on this show, I will speak to the people who have played a role in the shaping of cricket in Japan, both on and off the field. So coming on to part two, international cricket, as mentioned at the top of yeah. part one, you were called into the squad at a very young age. You were called in as a 14 year old, I think, and you made 14. I reckon you might've been, and you made your debut as a 15 year old. Um, yeah. were you surprised when you first got called up in 2015?
1: Yeah, I was surprised because, um, obviously, you know, there were so many better curriculums than me who were not part of that setup anymore, which, uh, I was pretty shocked at, to be honest, because you now, there are players like Alex Partmore that I looked up to who wasn't part of that setup at that stage. And thinking, I did have some doubts about me because, you know, it is a hard role to fill. So, I mean, I was a surprise, but I did understand that it was a case of um, um, JCA in- investing in his young players. So, I knew, it's hard to explain, but I knew I didn't have
0: to set the world alight from day one.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the case of me, you know, scoring my international 100 on my debut. It was about, you know, building something new for being cricket and...
0: Learning the game and learning your your own role.
1: I knew it was a learning process and I knew it is something that I wasn't going to escape from. And, you know, it was something that I'll stick to and, you know, keep working hard. And it is it's still the case.
0: Yeah, definitely. It doesn't stop now. You made your debut in 2016 in the East Asia yeah. Cup in Sana. So you got to make your debut in Japan. Yeah. What are your memories of that particular tournament?
1: Um, I think, yeah, that was a great time. Like, you know, I was 15 back then to play international cricket, I think. So I was, think I was in the sports as a backup wicketkeeper, but I actually played as a specialist number five, which was, interesting and i actually quite enjoyed it
0: because the freedom
1: yeah you've got nothing to lose and to be playing with the big boys you know against other countries like i think i made my debut against
0: china yep i am by that game too
1: yeah all i remember from that game is i've hit a six and i was pretty happy so (laughs) So i think i was a pure 15 years old
0: i think you um you hit one in the final as well, didn't you? you hit a, a six yeah, into the I cheap,
1: think uh, I hit ten. the only six. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> good. So then, okay, the, that followed up quite quickly with, I mean, Japan. Okay, Japan lost the final in that tournament um, to Korea, yeah. but uh, still a good tournament all round and a great learning experience. And you then went to Bendigo for your first ICC tournament in January, February 2017. Went to the MCG on that trip. Uh, what are your memories of that tour as a whole? It was a bit different, right?
1: It was different. Obviously ICC tournaments are different to East Asia Cups, but just the um I think the countries that we played against were slightly better than the teams we played in East Asia Cups and it really made me understand that understand the um the level of cricket that we had to be.
0: It was fifty over cricket as well, right?
1: It was fifty over cricket too, yeah. So you know, we played against teams like, you know, Vanuatu, Fiji. We didn't get to play the PNG, but I mean, we really got to understand you know, the levels of the cricket that these other countries are playing in, you know, that's the level we had to be. So it was a very, it was a fun tournament, but also, um, it was a good learning experience too.
0: So then following that, we went to Hong Kong in 2018 for the next East Asia cup which Japan actually won that tournament, but you weren't there. So you missed that tournament. Mm, Yeah. So why don't you explain a little bit the reasons behind missing that tournament, because you then did travel just two months later to the Philippines for the next uh, ICC tournament. So it wasn't the case of, um, weren't good enough to get in the squad. There was other things at play.
1: Yeah. So I guess it's one of the challenges playing international cricket when you are not professional is that sometimes it can cost you a bit and I think um East Asia Cups one of the um tournaments that are self-funded and I was paying I, I was part-time back then to pay for my cricket and I purely couldn't spend that amount of the money to go on a trip which is uh it's just a shame because you know you do want to play for your country and you know you do want to make people proud about and that it is, there is a challenge that comes with it too.
0: Yeah, for sure and it's something that I hope that we can like I hope no one else is in that position again because from my point of view sometimes you might have work commitments that you can't get out of and that might force you to miss a tournament and that's kind of the way it can go sometimes but when it comes to missing a tournament because you can't afford to go, that's pretty rubbish so it's something I want to try and make sure it never happens again.
1: Yeah, uh, it is definitely changed little by a little, though, cause I think in the last two years, I think, I think yourself and people at like JC have worked pretty hard to cut that amount of money that we had to pay in. Uh, it is definitely getting better little by little, but
0: it was a big commitment with two tournaments back to back as well. And that yeah. may well happen again um, next year with the, mm. where the fixture schedule is looking. Okay. So you did get to go to the Philippines now that was, yeah. A really interesting tournament. Japan won our first three games and at the halfway point we were sitting top of the table and looking great and then proceeded to lose the next three games and finished, finished third somehow. You know, tell us a little bit about what went right and what went wrong uh, over those six match days.
1: Uh, it's a hard question. The first three days of that tournament was, I don't know, I think I see a lot of comments on social media that you know, Japan was too confident after those three days but we actually won and we understood that these other countries were playing you know, good enough cricket to beat us and it was the case of um, I think again executing well on that day and
0: yeah I mean looking at those matches the Indonesia game we took 6 for 15 or something to bowl them out when they were only chasing 130 or something like that they fell yeah. apart and then the Philippines game we only won by three runs or something it was really tight yeah and then the Korea game we were battling to chase 140 before Amigo suddenly yeah. teed off and just got a few away and all of a sudden yeah. we chased it down with three overs to spare so it was uh, although we'd won three out of three they were all pretty tight games And then, yeah it, it wasn't the case that we were dominating no the next three games were all tight as well they went against us that's that's sport isn't it
1: yeah it is definitely and I mean pressure definitely had something to do with it and i don't think we cope with it well enough but
0: as always learning experience right and as we've said enough, it is, you've had setbacks in your cricket career on the field and hopefully these yeah. these experiences make stronger going forward
1: yeah and we haven't played international cricket after that so it's nice. a shame and um, we are very um passionate to get that redemption
0: yeah and get back out on the field hopefully next year we'll Hopefully next year there'll be a lot of cricket for, for the men. Yeah. So then, okay, you then had, an inter- you're an interesting case in that you've played three senior international tournaments for the men's team before you made your under-19 debut. Um, yeah. Japan not having under-19 sides for, for most of your junior playing days. So when the academy was formed in 2018 and it became apparent that Japan was going to take part in the World Cup qualifiers, how did you feel yeah. about that? Was that something you got pretty excited about? I was excited,
1: but at the same time, time I was also very—I don't know—it's hard to explain the feeling—but very disappointed that we didn't get the run before that because yeah. you know the players that we had before then was you know probably even better than the team we took to the, um, the World Cup. So you know it was—I don't know it was, I think the frustrating is the um the right word for that. I think because. You know, it would have been a couple of great years of under-19s cricket, I reckon.
0: Yeah. And the, the reasons that we were not able to compete in those tournaments have never been made particularly clear to any of us, um, Yeah, but that's a, another, another debate. Um, so then that tournament came round in 2019 in Sano again, playing, uh, yep. in front of the home crowd and, and captain of the Japan under-19s. Was that, uh, you know, an honor for you? Was that something you are particularly proud of?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I was the oldest, and I think another one was another the old, old, slightly older player was um Neil, and he he was the vice captain, and he helped me out so much because he he makes my he made my job very easy on the field because he's very good at looking after people, and he you know looked after so many things off the field and made my job very easy on the field. So he takes a lot of credit for that. I think playing in front of family. The crowd is amazing. And I do love playing in front of those people. So I've never felt that privileged to be on the cricket. Field, I think
0: mm, that's cool. And so going into that tournament, what were your expectations? Did you think that Japan had a chance at winning it, or did you think it was going to be a bit of a learning curve given that you'd had these senior experiences and, and you know, Japan had, had a few wins, but. When we came up against the Islanders, you know, Vanuatu, Samoa, Fiji, back in uh, Bendigo, you know, we got a bit of a talent down. So did you think their under-19s were going to be strong sides as well?
1: Yeah. I think I said in the um the interview before the tournament that it was going to be a great tournament to know that where we stand in the um the region. But I also said at the same time, we can be the X-Factor. And that was the case after the first game we, we had a big win against um I think it was Samoa. Yeah. And
0: beat them by hundred and sixty runs or something.
1: We might actually be pretty good here and we had a game against um Vanuatu the next day. The next and, game. Yeah,
0: and I think Defended one seventy or so, but it was a bit tighter that game.
1: It was a tighter game, but you know, I remember realising it is on it because I don't know. Like before the tournament I I don't think we even knew that uh, cricket World Cup was going to be in South Africa, and I think mm-hmm. it was after those two games that we, you know, started think about that. Um, the World Cup in South Africa, so yeah,
0: yeah. I think that going into that tournament, as you said, I knew, you know, dual knew how good our players were, but yeah. we had no idea the standard of the other players. <laughs> some, yeah, like, definitely. The of like, we hadn't seen any of these guys play no junior cricket ever. So we really didn't know quite what we were going to be up against. So yeah, after that first game against Samoa, I was like, okay, we might be all right here. Yeah. Okay, so then scraped home in the Fiji match. That was a bit tighter. But mm. going into that last round, three wins from three, knowing you're going to be playing against Papua New Guinea, the traditional powerhouse in the region. Yeah. The night before that match was scheduled, how were you guys feeling?
1: We were pretty relaxed, but there were like a couple of nervous faces and I think I was one of them.
0: Yeah, you're not one to hide your emotions, Marcus.
1: No, <laughs> but um, yeah.
0: Was it excitement talk at the dinner table, people thinking about, oh, you know, we could do this. Was there much sort of discussion of how you can approach the game or we, did you just kind of try and stay relaxed think, as possible?
1: Yeah, there was like definitely um, a chat about how are we going to you know, go into this game and it was just like the same stuff, you know, the stuff that we've done well. It's just like we, it's a thing in international tournaments. that You don't really play against these guys too often. So you don't really know what you're going to be playing against. So it is like, you know, knowing your strength and, you know, executing that. So I think it was the case, just reminding people that, you know, just play your best cricket. And, you know, I, I, I think everyone did, but, you know, you check the um, other scorecards that PNG's played and they mm. you know, realised that, you know,
0: try and realise who their big players are.
1: Yeah. But also at the same time, like, you know, they've lost seven wickets against. That country. So, why can't we do it? Sort of thing. And realizing that there's a game on tomorrow. Like it, it is proper game on. Like you know, oh definitely. It is um definitely. It wasn't like a case of you know it's it's going to be them. You know, smashing us. Uh,
0: so then, of course, you arrive at the ground. Mm, you get off the bus. Yeah. Focus through what happened next and how you felt in that sort of half an hour. I don't really
1: remember much because. I sort of got lost. I think like lost is like the best word to describe it because it, it was just a weird feeling. Um, so we arrived at the ground and PNG wasn't there. And what we saw was you yeah, instead of PNG and we had this face that something didn't look right. And you started to talk what was going on. And I thought, it was one of our players' discipline on. I was like, nah, shit, <laughs> you know, something's, up, something's not right here. Then I heard the story, and I think for, like, I don't know, a couple of seconds there, I couldn't hear anything sort of thing. I just could not believe what it just happened because, you know, it's not, not like the team doesn't pull out on the – you know, the day before in the match that, you know, there's a World Cup on the line. So to know that, you know, they pulled out from the game, it was a shock. And then a few seconds later, I just realized where I've gone to South Africa. So it was like weird emotion there. And I was just lost in the moment because, you know,
0: it was a funny, funny morning before I, I was there, yeah. obviously knowing I had to break this news and do what was in, in that group and hearing it for the first time as well. And, i would known about it since the night before, but I wasn't really sure quite how to break it to the group. And I wasn't quite <laughs> sure what reaction I was going to get. And so then, you know, everyone went mad. Everyone was <laughs> like jumping up and down and hugging each other and shouting, we're going to the World Cup. But but you were stood off slightly to the side, just looking, yeah, as you said, lost and dazed. And Dougal as well was just like, "What?" so we're not not playing a game today. Yeah. Then the rest of that day was obviously, I guess, passed in a bit of a blur. Mm. But then... It was a weird day. It was a weird day. So then then the tournament comes to an end and Japan are champions, and you got named best batter and tournament MVP. That must have been quite nice to get those individual accolades, but I guess it was the team victory that, that meant the most?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, but it's not every day that I get those prizes. So, I mean, I was pretty shocked to be honest, but I was very, I was just so disappointed I didn't get to play against PNG because I think
0: you really... You want to play against the best teams, right?
1: Yeah, like you you could have really shown what you know, what you and your team got against those best teams. So, I was just very disappointed that I couldn't play them. <laughs> Oh, I still, I've never played PNG yet, so
0: yes, same. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never come up against them. Do you, um, do you think it detracted a little bit from the World Cup experience that you would got there through default rather than having beaten them on the field?
1: Um, yes and no. For this worth, I don't think it does at all. Like it would have been better if we played them because, like, the whole team was in a great spirit during the mm. qualifiers and. I honestly think that we could have beaten them.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. Like, I think there's a lot of people out there who who mm. might have just thought, oh, well, it was a foregone conclusion. If the game has been played, the PNG would win. And I don't think that yeah. was the case at all.
1: No, definitely not. I was quite confident going through that game. Yeah.
0: So then the World Cup was suddenly the, the next thing. And there was a lot of work to be done in the build-up to that. Talk us through sort of the next... I guess it must have been six, seven months of, of preparation time and, and how your focus kind of shifted towards getting ready for a World Cup and then the draw coming out and saying we're going to have a televised game against India. And, you know, how, how did you feel about all that stuff?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, game was, um, I don't know, the best word was, it was fun, definitely. Just like playing, you know, preparing for a World Cup with, you know, the same age group players week in, week out, you know, coming together almost every week and, you know, playing cricket, getting better slightly, little by little. And I don't think we realised that we had made some improvements during that time. And, and we had the tour in Australia and we got hammered pretty badly that, in, that, in that tour, which was tough for us because, you know, our next tournament was going to be a World Cup tournament. So those preparations were great. But I don't
0: know. It was a really difficult one to plan for. We would have liked, ideally, to have taken the boys away that summer, hmm. but there was a lot of confusion yeah. around when funding would come through and what funding would yeah. be, and whether or not we could afford to do something. We'd have, we'd have liked to have taken the group to like, somewhere like England, for example, to to play the kind of matches that we ended up playing in Australia. Yeah, uh, to, to give the boys a, a yeah an eye opener into what standard they would expect at the world mm-hmm. cup. And that would then change the training a little bit. unfortunately that wasn't able to happen. And of course with the tournament taking place in January and February, it's the middle of our winter. So we were always restricted in terms of what we could do without an indoor center and things like that. So yeah, we ended up choosing the Australia trip because we just had to get some cricket into you guys. And so, yeah. yeah, whilst it wasn't ideal that the opposition was generally stronger than us throughout that tour, I do think that there was, Plenty of positives that came out of it. Most people did manage to yeah. get some runs, uh, and the bowlers, you know, got some some matches under their belt, which is important. Um, and I think it just helped sharpen up the team selection, and and from the managers and coaches' point of view, it just was was a bit helpful.
1: Yeah, I think um, that tour really um, made us realise the improvements that we made with. Um, I think Rowan O'Neill came from mm. Australia for that um, couple of months, and you know, there are guys who. Really took this cricket seriously in that period of time. Guys like I think Deba,
0: you
1: know, changed his whole technique and might um, actually turned into an off spinner in that and period. And
0: Sora as time. well so turned t- into a spinner. It's,
1: it's Sora turned into a spinner too. So there are like, you know, a lot of changes. And that Australian tour that we went on made us realize that, you know, we have made some improvements in, in that time, in that short period of time. So
0: it's amazing to think there are two frontline spinners at the World Cup with bowling seam in the qualifiers. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So then we actually get to South Africa. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked already about, you know, how you've grown up around cricket and the opportunities it's given you in terms of playing the game and meeting new people. But going to a place like South Africa, which is so, so different from Japan, must have been Mm. quite the experience and quite the learning curve for you. Not just on the cricket side of things, but just as a personal perspective as well.
1: Yeah, definitely because um it's not every day that you get travel you get to um, travel in a country in Africa and just on the bus the, you know the things we saw outside was like very different to what we usually see
0: we play the warm up game in Soweto right
1: yeah and it was quite it made us like appreciate what we have every day and it was just a good life learning experience mm,
0: definitely so how did you feel like out there during that tournament you know, before the first game, playing New Zealand. What well, what were your emotions going into that? Were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you worried? Were you um well, just thinking let's try and enjoy this?
1: Yeah. Another one that I don't really remember if I was nervous or not, but I think we knew that we were not gonna win those games. Like it wasn't the case of like, you know, an upset against New Zealand or India. Like it was just like it was I knew it was big We're going into a tough cricket game and what I really wanted to do during that world cup, especially against the, um, the India game was that show everyone that, you know, we can play cricket. It's not, it's not like, you know, we can't play cricket. We can play cricket. And especially in that India game, we really wanted to show people around the world that you know you see, you still see comments like, well, Japan, Japan plays cricket, Mm. you know, and. What I wanted to do during that World Cup was to um, change that and it's realize that you know we yeah we do have a cricket team here that can play cricket. So I uh, remember after the India game, I was very I was just disappointed because that wasn't. I mean, we were not gonna beat India. Like there was no chance. But I don't think we were a side that I was gonna get bowled out for forty four. Like I thought we were better than that. So I was pretty disappointed that we didn't get the show everyone around the world that you know we can not play cricket sort of thing
0: well to be fair you were playing against like four guys with ipl contracts yes, <laughs> i can't remember if i told you this the guy who got you out tiagi did you see, did you see who his first wicket was in the ipl was it collie it's kane williamson so oh, right. i mean you know things things you got in common mate he's got you out he's got kane out so you know he must You're be doing it. all right um, so, yeah, I think you're right. And everything you said there echoes very much to me as well. Even now, when I tell people I work for the Japan Cricket Association, I get this response of, Oh, is that your full time job? It's like, Yes, yes, it's a full time job. It's my yeah. job. And it still, frankly, irritates the hell out of me. But, um, you know, and I bring this up as well in our JCA planning meetings. Like, that's what I want to change. I want, yeah. you know, looking at our next five year strategy, I want people to know that Japan is a cricket playing nation. Yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. And competing in global tournaments is a great way to do it. So hopefully we can keep doing that. Of course, brings me to my last point on this: is that we have had a real setback this year, and that the Japan's won't be going to the next Under 19 World Cup. Doesn't affect yeah. you, of course, but it does affect your brother Ashley. Mm. This is out on a on a second opportunity. You're still friends with a lot of these guys. What's the feeling like amongst the players about that decision, and you know the disappointment that it comes with it?
1: I do feel, I feel sorry for them to start with, but I think, I think a lot of those kids during the end, um, the last World Cup, we're talking about the next World Cup, you know, yeah, the next World Cup we will, but I always knew that there was a qualifiers to play before that. So I was more like, guys, you've got to win against PNG, because I really wanted them to do that, like mm, beat yes. PNG, because that's something that I didn't get to do, which I'm um, disappointed.
0: Didn't get that chance to prove that we could compete. Prove people that,
1: that we can compete with them. Um,
0: yeah. Other teams around the world, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, Marcus. Well, we've we've covered a lot of wide ranging stuff there. So yeah, we'll go into the last part of the pod. I always ask everyone the same group of questions, yeah. which I'm sure you've been preparing for. Um, so we'll start with the cricket ones first and then we'll go on to the yeah. Japan specific questions. So who's the best player you've played with or against?
1: I again in that World Cup, you know. That- you don't, it's not every day you get to play against IPL players. So. Yeah. Kartik Tiagi, I'd say, you know. Yeah. Although I didn't score a run against him.
0: him a few bottles, but
1: getting balled by him is something that I can tell my grandson in the
0: future. So <laughs> probably. Right, right. And who's the best player you've played with or against in Japan? Um, Kendall. Yeah. I think. Kadawaki Fleming. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kendall Kadawaki Fleming. Like, uh, I think he, he's by far the best, I'd say the point mm-hmm. teammate I've played with.
0: Yeah, okay. And you got to watch him make uh, 180-odd against the under-19s just after that qualifying win.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, I've batted with him a few times, and I think every time we batted together, we've made 50-plus partnerships, though.
0: Encouraging signs. Yeah. So what's the best thing you've ever learned from a coach?
1: seaball hitball. <laughs> nah, joking. Um, there are a couple, because um, I remember, like, Simon always talk about talked about the next ball is very like next ball is the most important ball, and I think that is absolutely right because there's no need to think about the ball before, and like when you're doing that, you're not in the game. But one that I remember really well is um we used to have these coaches from Cricket Victoria come to coach with us, and in the um 2016 East Asian Cup, we had David Reed and I had so many people give me a lot of advices, and you know what to take. And he said, "Right, there's no one correct way to play." And I really think that, you know, that's true. And I always remind myself that, you know, there's no one way that's correct to play. So I think, you know, your own way, play my own way. Yeah, Bucking myself. So I think think that was that's that's the one that stands out. Rare highlight? I think 2019. Grand final win. It was just special. That season, I think.
0: Yeah, it was a big year. You
1: consistency we showed, yeah. The consistency we showed in the yeah. league was, yeah, amazing.
0: You put that ahead of winning the qualifiers? Uh,
1: so that was after that, right? So that was, they both happened at the same time. Yeah, speaking. So out. I was just having like a, I was like having a great year of cricket, basically. And like, that was just like, you know, like, how do you say The cherry on the top, is it? Yeah icing on the cake. Yeah, so icing on the cake moment was so.
0: So we've covered a few of these already, I reckon, but is there any loss in particular that still annoys you? I reckon you might have quite a long list.
1: Yeah, I do have a big list, but I think this one very fresh game against Wyverns this year, which somehow still annoyed me. I don't know why.
0: When Kubota took out your whole talent.
1: Yeah. I just don't like losing against Wyverns because, <laughs> like, they'll remind like, they'll remind you for like you know next until next time you play them so I don't know, losing against Wyverns, no good.
0: Funniest thing you've seen happen on the cricket field?
1: Yeah, uh, no, this was a tough one. I only recently had one. There's a guy called Freddie in Sharks. His nickname's Freddie. His name's Hamid, but he looks like Freddie He says so his, you know, his nickname's Freddie and you know when you win comp you you do play you know the queen don't you like you yeah. played up
0: we are the champions you like that's no
1: brainer and we go like freddie sing it and everyone else is singing <laughs> except for him and he's got this face like white. mate you're the freddie so obviously he didn't know he who just doesn't freddie get it what well, quinn is So well, that was funny Did freddie <laughs> so, not you know. singing we are the champions
0: so i, d- I d- heard of this guy and do been calling him freddy i'm like why did you call yeah. him i he's just like oh it's freddy i was like okay whatever and then i met him on the weekend and i was like oh, okay right i could yeah, really call him freddy he does look yeah frighteningly like Freddie mercury yeah <laughs>
1: um, but that happened like at the middle in the um the middle of xicj so i guess that's kind of the kind of the funniest thing i've i'm not sure if it's the funniest thing ever but it is the funniest thing i've seen on the cricket field yeah. um
0: what's your favorite format of cricket
1: I like Forty Overs. Yeah. I like Test match. I like watching Test match. I used to like T20. Um not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like Forty Overs because um it's a good mix of the modern day cricket and the traditional cricket and I do prefer slightly longer format cricket, so get
0: guess that more time. forty overs cricket. Yeah. Who's your favourite teammate?
1: It's a tough one because as I said, uh, you know, I known guys like Louis, Neil, manee all those kids like for nearly ten years. But I think they're all characters and they're funny, but one that stands out is probably Louis because you know, we've probably we've probably known for the longest and, you know, we are pretty close off the field too, so I think it's my I guess he's my favorite favorite place to play yeah. cricket? I like because it's um close to my house and it really feels like home. Um but, you know, when you, when you play at SICs, you won that. That's probably the it Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's great. Yeah.
0: Is there any stadium in particular around the world that you'd love to play at?
1: Yeah. So I thought about this and I didn't, I can't really think of anything, but, but when you like watch Sheffield Shield, I love the sound that the empty stadiums make. A lot of the echo of the um ball hanging about uh, the, sounds like a gunshot uh, so I'd say I'd say uh, an empty MCG and hopefully hitting one out of the middle and hearing that, that hearing that echo again
0: <laughs> okay I reckon you've done a lot of thought into this final question can you name right. one innings played by someone else that you wish you could have played
1: yes <laughs> you, obviously I'm um, Jack Leach one not out <laughs> but I mean that's something that I'd like to do but I think Two thousand and nineteen JCL Grand Final Takadi fifty five in front of his
0: his girlfriend now wife. Now wifey, so Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously did the trick that that one. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. So last batch, I got some Japan specific questions. Now obviously you're you're Japanese, so your take on this is slightly different to a lot of the other guys. Yeah. So what's your favourite thing about Japan? I think the neatness. Right, like, so when you're like traveling on the train, like
1: you know the train's gonna be on time and everything's like just
0: on time and accuracy of things, I think. Given that you're the most untidy person in Japan, it's it's good to know that you do appreciate neatness. I do appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, some of it will start rubbing off on you at some point in your life. Yeah, it can
1: go both ways though. Like, <laughs> you can get annoying at some sometimes because you know there's not enough common sense involved in it at times but I think I think a lot of times like, you have to appreciate the um, neatness
0: no, of the for country sure. yeah. okay is there any place any one place that a visitor must go to
1: yeah so I don't travel much because I, I did travel a lot in between my place and Sano but apart from that I don't really go like you know Okinawa or Hokkaido and those other places but one place I like is um south of Chiba which is more, it's just chilled out, and you've got, you know, nice beaches around there, so I'd say South West We used to, like, go camping every year. It's just, yeah, great, chilled place. Favourite food? I love my, anything that has tomato and cheese. Like, I'm, I'll be happy. Z. But I do like sushi, too. Like, sushi is something that I can have anytime. time. Like, you don't have to be, like, you know, you know super hungry or... It's just like something that you can have any time.
0: Yeah, just pick out. Yeah, worst yeah. food.
1: So it's a hard one. I don't mind the um the fermented food like noodles and stuff like that's fine. But I don't like you know in Japan you eat a lot of weird meat. Yeah, yeah, like like just all of them. I'm not a big fan of meat anyway. So,
0: like hormone type stuff.
1: Hormone type stuff. Yeah, I don't know, anything to do. Anything that's weird, I'd say. Stuff that's weird.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Last question then. Favorite Japanese word or phrase and its meaning? I think
1: it, But <laughs> I was going to say yabai, but Richie said it a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. I thought
1: he's taken mine. Yeah. But like y- yabai is definitely up there. But I think majide is also up there. Like it's another word that you can use it in multiple situation so it is a handy word imagine
0: yeah nice all right marcus this has been a long one i reckon we'll um this might be my longest Mm -hmm. podcast yet. look thanks for (laughs) your time i appreciate it i know you've uh, got your studies and you've got your work to do so um you should probably get back to doing all that stuff but thanks for the time and yeah look enjoy your off season enjoy the break and yeah thank you really come back next year raring to go it's a busy year for yeah the men's national team and cricket in japan in general in 2022
1: Yeah, really looking forward to
0: it. Nice one. Cheers. Thanks, Marcus. Take care. Bye. That concludes this episode of the Japan Cricket Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you really enjoyed listening, then I would be forever grateful if you could rate and review the show on whatever platform you get your podcasts. It would just help others to find the show and have the added bonus of making me feel a little bit better about myself. Until next time, arigato gozaimashita.